sheepish. Fajijus. No, it's just fajijus. Fajijus. And we have our open. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always Two. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah here with my co host, Steven. Hey, guys. Hey, guys, indeed. Uh, This week we are. Joined again by our buddy Brandon as we continue our Beginner's Guide series. Brandon, how's it going? Aloha. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I am doing pretty good, honestly. It's been a good day. Okay, so real quick, before we jump into the conversation, I I need to correct something. In the last couple episodes, we've discussed the Clone Wars and the uh, Age of the Empire, etc. And I have referred to the age of the Republican Separatists as the Galactic Civil War. I was incorrect. The Galactic Civil War is, in fact, the age of the Empire, and the Separatists and Republic is called the Clone Wars. So I'm an idiot. But anyway, just needed to clear that up just to make oh. sure all the people that are freaking out that I was calling that age the uh, Galactic Civil War. I realized my mistake, and I am deeply sorry. I think right now at this stage in the podcast, you're probably the only one freaking out about it. Probably. I may be confusing some of our more loyal listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Brandon, let's jump right into it. Uh, What questions do you have for today? Okay, so I've got a lot from both Clone Wars, some Rebels, and some that are just flat-out questions that are like opinionated not necessarily just on Yikes. the show well we hate opinions we do we like facts only that's true. actually you were just we asking. had five episodes on purely opinions yeah so okay we before we just started recording you were asking about order 66 do you want to start there yeah so oh, the first nice. question is order 66 how is it programmed i know we talked about the chip a little bit um who are the defects and how are they able to do that to do what? To like become a defect? Or... Yes. Okay, so wait, wait. The defects meaning the bad batch? Uh, no, not the defects meaning the bad batch. I mean, like the defects who choose to not carry out Order sixty six. So, or so to... as far as we've seen, those people are the people with a will so strong that they're able to fight the uh fight the urge of the like microchip and programming all of that just enough so that someone is able to uh like get the chip out or something like that etc we also know oh he hasn't you haven't seen season seven you haven't seen season seven this is a question that you we we can kind of answer around it uh so what we do Uh, know is that the the chips first off are they're they're biochips so they are biologically engineered. Therefore, they are susceptible to disease. They're susceptible to cancer, that kind of stuff. So we know that if something were to happen to the biochip, it can cause it to malfunction, either prematurely causing a clone to act on Order 66. Yeah, which that was season... That was season six. Yeah. That was the beginning of season yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Also, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And then uh, it can also, like, head trauma can damage it such that a clone won't act on Order 66. Did we, do we know whose case that was? 
Because um, we only know of three clones for sure that fully survived Order 66. Other than the Bad Patch. It, it survived it. A lot survived it. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> without, I mean, like, really survived it. You mean it? they didn't act on it? And, yep, yeah, like, well, their actual selves survived. We see it in, in Season 7. I won't tell you who. I've also Brandon. seen Rebels, too. Yeah, so, so he knows I know Rex, that I, Wolf, and Gregor are yeah, all alive. I do well. know that. Right. So I won't tell you who, but we do see in Season 7 uh, a clone suffers some minor head trauma during order 66 they get they get force pushed or something like that that's okay that's what it was into a table and the 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 head injury was enough that they were able to not fully resist it and they were already on the verge like they really didn't want to you could the, like their character shaking you could it was the only clone that we actually saw fight it yes they were shaking and just like i, I i've got to do it Eventually, they gave in, and they were, like, on the hunt until they got the head injury, and then they were knocked out. When they kind of came to, they weren't just, like, immediately grab a pistol and start firing. Well, also, the surgery to remove it. Well, that too. Uh, anyway, so is Gregor believed to... Is his chip believed to have, like, malfunctioned or something in the explosion? I would think so. Have you gotten there? The Republic Commando with the little, like, frog dude and all the droids. They're on that, like, wasteland planet. It's the episode called The Void. No, I have not gotten to that one yet. That might be season five. That's a great one. Love Republic Commandos. This actually, that was that that season canonized them So I'd, as a thing. Yeah, yeah. I just got off the planet where Ahsoka is assisting the rebels on, what's the planet? Um, Onderon. Onderon. And uh, they just freed it. Um, the king was in jail, basically, and he was going to be executed. Oh, the old king? Yes. Onderon has an interesting history. What do you mean by that? So I just finished reading the entire Tales of the Jedi. Oh, God. Hey. Here he goes. What? <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You I'm... are the, like, super hardcore nerd of this duo. and Generally, I don't like comics, but... I've been so starred for good Star Wars stories that have really gotten into Ooh, a lot of the Star Wars comics. Take that, Disney. Uh, but Tales of the Jedi, it begins. The first issue was like 1992 or 1993. And the very first in, in, first issue, the first two, are a miniseries called The Beast Wars of Onderon. And they're basically about the Beast Wars. The Beast Lords are trying to essentially overthrow the royalty of Isis because Isis is dark side. It was founded and ruled over by a dark Jedi named Frida Ned. Isis being the city, not the people group. This the city. It, yeah. It's like a it's a giant city. It's the only city on the planet and it's like most of it's subterranean and it's like several it's like the size of Texas. Or that something. that may be the hardest tangent we've had so far. That took a all relevant. hell of a turn. All relevant. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so Order sixty six. Um, what was your? Were there any other orders? I don't think so. And also, like the way they were programmed, like the Caminoans 
when they created the clones, the chip was part of that creation. Yeah. Uh, Sifo Dyas or Dooku under the guise of Sifo Dyas. Yes. Or was it? Yeah. Um, like that was part of the commission for the clones was the chip with the order implanted and everything. Yeah. So the order was, it was in there and it was never hidden. The whole point of it was a fail safe in case of insurrection. And also the clones are not only programmed to respond. Like order 66 is not a flip of a switch to like make them Jedi killers. Order 66 is the order kill all the Jedi and all clones because of the chip follow orders blindly. They, they follow orders. Yeah. I got by like word for word without question. That is what makes Rex and Wolf and Gregor so unique is be is that their generals give them freedom of thought basically and allow them to build that like individual willpower that later allows them to overtake that. Right. I wanna see uh I wanna see Plo Koon's death in more detail and the way that wolf uh like how wolf gets away from that oh yeah no i would like, like to if see... he turns on the rest of the clones or what i would like to see command uh i think it's captain it might be commander but fox who's the head of Cor- coruscant security mm. i'd like to see a little more background on him because the way he's characterized i've sometimes questioned whether or not he needed to follow, needed the chip to follow Order 66. Because sometimes you get uh, the idea it, it, that he's in cahoots with Palpatine. And he already knows and is on Palpatine's side hmm. from the beginning. Because he's just got that kind of evil, dark vibe to him. It's what makes the Bad Batch so great. Is that Crosshair is the only one with a functioning chip. And so he blindly follows orders while the rest of them all... Oh, I never got that impression. So oh, are you serious? No, so the, that's what you... Like, basically the entire show is he has a functioning chip. And then by the end, uh, he reveals that he never had the chip. It's just who he is. But, like, the entire show, they are leading you to believe that he's the only one that has, like, that functioning chip. Right. Like, I, from the beginning, I always thought, like, no, that's just... he He's following the order because... He's too ingrained in the military mindset. It's not the chip making him do it. It's just he doesn't care what the order is. Good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, he doesn't care what the order is. He's going to follow it. I got us. We we have – it would be almost impossible to do it. Uh, Anything live action with clones anymore because they've been like canonically. They're Tamara Morrison in live action. And so vocally, they are Bradley D. Baker. Exactly. So you, it would have to be something animated. Uh-huh. But I would love to see an, a, something that focuses around clones. Like I would oh, love yeah. to see Captain Rex after uh, Order Sixty after after season seven. Oh, I love Rex so much. Yes, we know. Um, Re- like literally, Rex and Starkiller are up there as like two of my favorite. I was gonna say characters. So the other thing that helped disguise Order 66, Brandon, is Order 67, which was the same thing, but towards the chance, the Chancellery. So it was, it was an order that would tell the clones to depose the Chancellor 
if he ever got too power hungry, etc. And the whole point of that order was because the whole like kill all the Jedi as an order is, is too on its own. It's, it's too red flaggy because the Jedi don't have a history of betraying the Republic. They've never done it before. There have been fallen Jedi who have left the order and then attacked yeah. the Republic with an outside army, but never something from within. So it, it's too like it would it would have raised too too many eyebrows. So Palpatine put in Order sixty seven to make it look like these orders are just fail safes to get rid of anything from within that would become corrupt and try to seize power. So 66 is specific to Jedi, yes. not just to traitors, quote-unquote, of what Chancellor Palpatine no, no, considers. No, no, no. It's specific okay. to Jedi. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, what's your next question? Okay, this is a little bit of a bounce, okay? It's fine. We love bouncing. Yoda. Mm-hmm. What about him? Do we know what his species is nope. or where he comes Literally from? Literally nope. nothing. We know nothing about nope. him. It's that so was sad. One of the biggest concerns was... That Disney was going to reveal that. With Grogu specifically or with Yoda? That they were just going to reveal it, period. Uh, I think some people, when Grogu was introduced, they were gonna, they were worried that, oh, Grogu's going to... They're, they're going to take Grogu to his home world or back to his people and we're going to see more of I would of be fine if that species does not have a home world. Me too. I think in my head canon, that's kind of where we're at, because we've the only species, the only people of that species we've seen are high-ranking, very powerful Force users. Yaddle, and, Yoda, and Grogu, Grogu, and um, there's another one. Yeah, Master Van. Uh, yeah, Vandar. Encoder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another high council. I think. That's it. I think only those. Exactly. Four. Exactly. So oh, there might have been one other somewhere in the comics. Yeah. So in the in the in the current canon, there's three of them. They are all three. Uh, two of them, we have seen evidence of. They are some of, if not, they're some of the most powerful force users. Period. Yes. We haven't seen enough of Yaddle to make the same conclusion, but we can make the assumption that she's powerful because she was on because the high she's council. on the high council. Um, so I th- like my, I think my headcanon would be that those, they don't have a home world. My uh, headcanon well, is that their home world was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And they're Ooh, destroyed by the Sith be- out of fear of, cause they're also, like we haven't seen a Sith. Well, cause we talked about Darth Nihilus last time. Mm-hmm. And cause when you asked about the most powerful force ability and I said, I thought it would be like force drain. So if a, if a Sith like Darth Nihilus walked up to their home world and <laughs> all the living force off the planet and killed everything, then the only survivors of the species would be those that happened to be off-world at the time. So mm. would it be possible that they would be something like who Anakin was, not as a chosen one, but I, that's someone what who I was, could be created by just the midichlorians? That's kind of what I was thinking. They're, they were like a product of the light side of the force almost. Or they, they at least their species has a heavy affinity for the light side. Yeah, I mean... We've yet to see any... Dark side period in any of those characters, and also they are very powerful. But light we side know users. that they have a dark side because Yoda has to confront his inner darkness on the planet, on the Force planet, at the very end of season six. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, oh, then that's a good one. You'll love that one. My then my rebuttal to that would be then are there any Sith? Like when we think of Sith, we think of like the people group who were dark side users. Did none of them use the light side? Generally, no. Yeah, because uh, we ex- we've talked about this on the podcast before. The dark side is fueled by passion and anger. Um, the light side is fueled by. I'm throwing to you because I don't know. So the light side is essentially fueled by positive emotions, or more neutral emotions yeah, yeah, that yeah. are more closely tied with like serenity and peace of mind. Yeah. The dark side is fueled by impassioned emotions that can very quickly turn violent dark or that can fester we'll, we'll so like we'll, anger and hatred we'll cut back to this in this week in kotor yeah that's that's why we'll it's preview. you know anger hatred and fear are the three things yoda quotes when he tells anakin the path to the dark side because mm-hmm. those are the th- big three emotions that can really sit in someone's heart and fester so is love considered an emotion yes yeah and the jedi consider it a negative one because love can very quickly turn to crimes of passion and i think what we had talked about before is that the jedi's problem was that it was never relationships that were the problem for jedi it was unhealthy and or toxic relationships because those were the ones that would lead to those negative emotions you know, having just finished Tales of the Jedi, I'm actually starting to change my views on that. Oh, God. Well, because, no. Because uh, the main villain of that whole series, Ulit Keldroma, he turns to the dark side because his master was killed and he wanted revenge. Um, and I think... That when it comes to things like love, these kinds of emotions, they can very quickly take control and you want that vengeance. And you're willing to go to any length. I would say that was that was some that would be some level of lack of control, though, because this because revenge and. Justice are not very far apart. It is a very, very thin line between the two. Right. As is righteous anger and uh, impassioned anger, anger. Rage. Yes. Rage. Thank you. That's a good word. Um, it's, I think it's the word. <laughs> <laughs> but I still would stand by like there are times when uh, – when Mace Windu is very obviously angry, and that's, I mean, it's canon that he uses, is it Form 7, I believe? Uh, Vapid, yeah. The um, pod, Vapid. It's canon that he uses that form, and uh, it canonically, like, classically, like, taps into, quote-unquote, the dark side. It gets close, yeah. Yeah, and so... Purple lightsaber. It's, it is because he is so... <laughs> He has a such control of his emotions that he is able to do that without falling. Unless we see him come back and he's dark side. He's confirmed dead. No, he's not. 
Yeah. See, I thought I'm we sorry. had this question last week. It. We did. I don't believe it. Where did you Where did you find this? I refuse. No, no, we talked about remember. we talked about this in the uh, the Obi Wan speculation episode. I think it came up because I brought up Kit Fisto and Mace Windu. Yeah, I know, but I think we also talked about mm-hmm. it. He's. I don't. I, I haven't seen a body. I refuse. I, I agree, hundred percent. If there's no picture proof. I refuse. Our only evidence for Kit Fisto being alive is a is one missed frame of bad editing. I'm not a Lucas purist, but because it makes you squirm, Lucas said he's dead, therefore Mm, he's dead. Not anymore. Disney is does not care what Lucas thinks, obviously. This is true. That is sadly true. (laughs) All right, what's our next question? Sadly true. Okay, so I know y'all don't like the sequels, um, but I'm gonna kinda jump into it. I know we kinda hit on it. It's very cathartic to talk about them. I don't Continue. Okay, Kylo Ren. Yes, I love him. Powerful, yes or no? Oh. oh. I think a powerful he whiner? has yes. I think he oh has gosh. I think he has a ridiculous amount of untapped potential that was never um that was never touched. And is that because is that he has the lore wise or development like character development wise? Both. Yeah. I think I think Kylo Ren could be among the most powerful force users if he was trained properly. But we we know for a fact that Snoke was not training him properly. The man took him was taking years and he's like, "Oh, you still have not finished your training." And it's like, "This man's like 27. What well, what have you been doing?" He I was a teenager when is, he left the Jedi Temple. The internal war that he has with himself, right? Exactly. He can never make as much progress when he is battling within himself. Right. Because the it is it is difficult for a force user to progress when they're conflicted when they're conflicted because the force is the force is so heavily uh weighted on either side that force users are able to progress more quickly when they are focusing on one side of the force or have such a knowledge of the force that they are able to do both simultaneously have you ever and seen a Legends chakra Skywalker. Have you ever seen a chakra diagram? You must unlo- unblock your chakras. You're that's both Avatar guys. Oh that's an Avatar gosh, reference. Yeah, that baby. was so bad. That was a bad accent. It was friend. really terrible. <laughs> You've seen Avatar, Brandon? but you yes. all got you all got what I was saying. Like yeah. four or five times. Definitely. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like it, it's like that with the Force. They're the same thing. When you're really emotionally conflicted, one of those gates is clogged. <laughs> those gates and then are you, you got to go eat, drink some. You know, banana garlic juice <laughs> Milk. with a half naked old guy <laughs> oh my on gosh. a mountaintop. Guru? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Did he think that uh, that Appa was the avatar at first? Did he like try to make that insinuation? Or I, was I it think Momo? we need to save that for our uh I think we need to save that. Don't for commit our us avatar. to anything right now. After the last airbender podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't commit us to anything. That's getting more. cut out. <laughs> um Little okay, do you know one of these days. Live? So, with how powerful Kylo Ren is, do you could think be. he could be? With how powerful that he could be, do you think he could destroy Rey? <laughs> I think that Kylo Ren has the potential to be vastly more powerful than Rey. Um, because it has been proven time and time again that the Skywalkers are more powerful, more powerful, more powerful than the Palpatines, period. The Skywalkers have time and time again overpowered Palpatine. Yeah, but 
he was his daddy. Wait, what? Palpatine's his own dad. Because Ray's father is just a clone of Palpatine. And because they're using it in that, like, grandpa, dad, granddaughter. Allegedly. <laughs> no, Mr. I Palpatine, meant, Mr. I'm I meant my own Skywalker. Grandpa. Skywalker is is Palpatine's son. So. Oh, with the Force and how Palpatine, Palpatine is. There's that theory, yeah. That theory. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Uh, anyway, I think, I think Kylo Ren was done real dirty in the movies. I agree. It's a bummer that we'll never so be able to Rey. see that. They but, were yeah. all done dirty. Ray, Finn, Kylo, it was poor. It was just poor writing for the entire... Dude, I, it was Poe. Go that... listen to okay. our What's Wrong and How to Fix Star Wars episodes if you want to hear more. Yeah. Did, did we it... say Poe was Force-sensitive? No. I would No, I would put Poe in that very low range of... Just in that, like, if below 1,000 is no Force-sensitivity whatsoever and towards 5,000 is kind of where Maz is... I'd put him at, like, 950. I'd put him in that, like, 1,200... Because because of the conversation we had of uh, anyone who is the best in their class, be with, yeah, just yeah, has yeah. just a little bit of force sensitivity enough to have the edge of everyone else. See, because he is by far the best pilot. Oh, definitely. So in, I would in say in the universe at the time, I wouldn't put him over a thousand. But maybe that's because I when I say when I think of a thousand, that's when you're like aware of it to some degree. Okay, but if you're ju- if you're close enough to a thousand but not over it, then you're not aware of it. You can't sense or feel anything, but you still gain some of like the quick reflexes, some of that kind of natural intuition. Do you think, um, do you think kind of, we will revisit this conversation over and over. You can, you have to find something quieter to fidget with. Oh, I know I was putting them away because the temptation was to, this happens every week. I know. You have to find something quiet to fidget with. No, God. Use the, the cord, the wire thing that you normally use. The, the smaller one, that one. There. Um, we revisit the conversation a lot because uh, we just like, keep thinking of these. But those people that fall in that one to 5,000 range, people like Maz, um, what is his name? Quill from Mandalorian. Peter Quill, Star-Lord? Quill. Oh, my fault. Quill? Who is Quill? Or nope. The the I can't remember the the species. He's the scavenger that helps Mando get his stuff back from the Jawas. Season one. Oh, the Ugnot. Ugnot. That's it. That's the species. Oh, I know. I did not. His name is Quill or something very very similar to he's, that. You would think he's force sensitive. Not in that in the like much less so than Maz. But kind of in that range. Why? What gave you that impression? He just, he just has that vibe. Oh, I just thought that was like the the weirdness of a hermit. That's kind of what... I mean, every every single person we would put in that category has that kind not, of hermit. Not Maz. Maz doesn't have a little bit of like kind of She's kind weird. of weird, but she's not like hermity weird. I would say she is. Same for Chirrut. Chirrut? Is that how you say his name? Chirrut. Cheerit, cheer, 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 Chim chimari. No. <laughs> chim chimari, chim chimari. We're referencing chim a lot chim of Disney chimari. today. All right. I think I don't remember. Oh, Kylo Ren. Uh, what's your next question? <laughs> so who would be the last Jedi big bad? Would it be Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren? 
or oh, the big bad of the last Jedi of the movie yes Snoke maybe the last Jedi is really convoluted and plot okay I would it say is, no. is he even like the he's not even bad. Sith is he no the big bad is the tracking device oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> Stop well, being a petty... No, no let's be real. No. The only reason no. there was conflict in that movie was because the First Order had a tracking device. Had they not had that, the conflict of the movie that drove the core plot wouldn't have existed. Okay, so I would say Snoke and then in a smaller smaller amount, Kylo Ren. No, 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 because the antagonist is the character that presents the conflict to the goals of the protagonist and the goals of the protagonist was to escape and the only thing presenting conflict was the tracking device ergo it's the antagonist i think this is the only time i've been genuinely peeved at steven like genuinely peeved i'm being facetious but i also not know facetious. you're being facetious sheepish facetious no it's just facetious facetious and we have our open (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, what's the next question okay um so i already know the answer to this question then why are you asking it because maybe some other people don't um or that's so how do sabers vary in length and girth or width and it How'd completely that? depends on the power of the crystal, the style of the the saber itself. Um, in modern canon, they don't. In legends canon, it there's a lot. Of, uh, certain crystals will produce because in previous canon before Disney, there were more than just the kyber crystals of Ilum that would make a lightsaber. There was more than just kyber crystals. Period that could make a lightsaber. There were crystals. Uh, you could have a saber that instead of one crystal had a myriad of smaller crystals in it that would create a light whip. You would have crystals. Um, I Sorry. can't remember the name of them, but I literally just watched a video about this the other, uh, like two days ago. Um, crystals that would create like a lava-like uh, blade that would actually like drip or uh, like drip lava or like shoot flames and like crazy stuff like that. You you had blades that were thin like a sword. Like you had. Uh, Jedi who knew how, or like force users who knew how to build a lightsaber with the crystal and the the hilt and everything to make the blade uh, shaped like similar to the dark saber, right? So it's it's not just kyber crystals. Like a kyber crystal will will produce a what we would know as like a like a basic lightsaber, um, and then other crystals or modified or unique kyber crystals will create those like more unique blades. Lightsabers also just had knobs on them that you could dial to adjust the length and width of the blade. But only certain lightsabers had kyber crystals that could be adjusted like that. Okay. I hadn't heard that. I just knew that you could put a dial on your lightsaber. But I knew that like various crystals would give different properties to the blade, but these were my understanding was that these were not physical dimension properties some of them were these were other things like intensity Mm -hmm. uh the like effects like kylo's crackly blade yeah yeah yeah. you could you could get similar effects to that kind of thing with different crystals Uh, there's a really great youtube video about all of this that i watched by who literally a day ago um i'd have to pull it up i don't i don't remember but 
I literally just like was scrolling through like recommended on YouTube and it popped up. It's like twelve minutes. Ninety percent of my recommended YouTube is Star Wars stuff. It's mine is growing. I am Star Wars is creeping up on my like ranked fandoms. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's uh, next question? Any more about lightsabers? I like talking about lightsabers. Yeah, you brought your lightsaber today. I did bring my lightsaber today. You uh, did. I'm recording. I I'm, I'm gonna get some audio from it so we can put it in the intro. Sick. Um. Yeah. So what are they? What are they? What does George Lucas base his lightsaber duels on? Mm. Ooh, what do you mean? Ooh. Like they're not really based on. If any, they're if anything, they are very loosely based on like basic broadsword combat. But even then, because of the nature of the blades themselves. They can't be based on any other combat too much because, um, because there's no blade like a lightsaber in any kind of weaponry um, that we can so base that combat. Sabers? Even then, no, but those not are not fencing. those are not used to slash. Those are used to pierce. What um, fencing sabers? Mm-hmm. No, those are slashing. Oh yeah, sabers. Anyway, uh, an epee and foil. Those are. Point weapons. Yes, but even then, the we don't see anyone wield a lightsaber in that way, though. I would say Palpatine almost has that kind of style. Palpatine has a ridiculously aggressive style. He does. He's extremely when he aggressive. when he fights Yoda, it's the opposite. <laughs> in Episode Three, it was Yoda very... also has an aggressive style. Watch the Clone Wars. Yeah, when you when watch you get season to, five, it'll be the season end of five. Se- end of season five, you'll see a duel with Palpatine in it, and oh. he's extremely aggressive. Palpatine is one of the most aggressive duelists in the in the canon. Yeah, with with Yoda in the movie, he's really playing with Yoda. He's also significantly older than in the Yoda? movie. He's like a year in the in the in the movie, in the, like in older than like in Clone Wars when you see him like really. Like go all out, like he's like he's like a half a year older. A lot of it was originally like the duel between Vader and Kenobi in Episode Four. Can we not talk about that one? It's bad. <laughs> it's an old duel, and they didn't have stunt doubles. Anyway, continue. They were heavily based on Kendo because educate me. Uh, oh, kendo is essentially Japanese fencing. Gotcha. It's Japanese traditional uh, sword st- sword technique and swordsmanship. And uh, Akira Kurosawa was a huge influence on Lucas. And he really liked movies like The Seven Samurai yeah, yeah. and 13 Ronin and things like that. So when he first envisioned lightsaber dueling, it was heavily influenced by the the swordsmanship you would see in those old Japanese films. That's why, like, in uh, in the prequels, a lot of the battles are, like, very um, agile, fast-paced, a lot, like, very high action. Um, in, in the original trilogy, it's very waiting and then striking quickly and then waiting again. Uh, and then especially when you get to... Uh, Luke and Darth Vader, it's like it's quick, very quick, short combats followed by uh, stealth and etc. So it's 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 very 
very, very similar to uh, yeah. like old school, like Kurosawa. Oh man, the first one, you, the first one you just described sounded sounds like FA fencing, and the second one sounds like foil fencing. FA fencing is a lot of just waiting, and when you see an opening, you attack. And foil, you just go at your opponent swinging, and you hope that you get the point, and they don't. What's with the blank stance? This is why Steven needs to get the lightsaber, and then we're going to choreograph a fight between us. Well, and that's, so well, that's I can the question, beat too. beat you into the ground over and over again? I'm down. That's why we choreograph it. So once so I, I can, can beat you into the ground in. over and over again? <laughs> so once we get to that's why I said we the prequels, it becomes more of a... becomes much more cinematic. Well, then it would be choreographed instead of oh, an yeah. actual fighting style. It's they're still fighting styles because they still you do, do use the for, the Jedi forms, yeah. or the lightsaber forms. Um, but even then, it's much. It's the difference between lightsaber combat in the prequels is more of a dance. In the prequels, mm-hmm. yeah, because they are there. They were. I think they were kind of dressed up a bit because of more modern film yeah. standards. And, and then, like, like when people anything, like to watch. when anything significant actually does happen, it always feels a little bit awkward. Like when, uh, when Qui Gon gets stabbed. Yes, that one. Was it very it feels a little bit awkward when like the action stops for a second and then he gets stabbed. Um, Darth Maul getting cut in half is actually very fluid. When Dooku cuts. Uh, Anakin's arm. Mm. It the, it's the like action it stops for a second. For a second, and it seems very awkward, very yeah. like, stuttery. When when Obi Wan, uh, but I've noticed that those tend to happen with camera cuts, mm-hmm. and I think it's the difference between like just bad editing, because they're not tying the action together very well. Because you get that like like tenth of a second of the actors standing there waiting yeah, for the yeah, director yeah. to say action and then they do something and then the editor came in and they didn't cut out that tenth of a second so you see it so it feels like there's a little tiny lull see yeah. but i didn't feel like that was the case with the yoda and dooku fight it's because yoda's had. animated yeah you get the benefit That's of an true. animated character and all yoda was added in post <laughs> yeah because when you see the uh like, I've never gotten that sense in any of the Clone War duels. Oh, no. Okay, and that's because they're Clone animated. Wars has some of the best duels in all of Star Wars. They do. Um, the best one is in Season 7. And then I'm going to just say it right I now. I thought Season the, 3 had some amazing You haven't seen fighting. Season 7. You haven't seen Season 7. Season 7. I will, I will go out and say it has the best duel. In. I think a close second would be uh, kind of the collection of duels in Grievous' Lair. Those are all very entertaining. Oh, those are. You know, it's not a duel per se, but I really like Pong Krell's lightsaber fighting. Yeah, you're you're a big fanboy of Pong Krell. Oh, dude, I'm a fan okay. of his lightsabers. So this goes back to the whole how Rex has been given so much more authority by Anakin yeah. and by Obi-Wan, and then Krell comes in and he, like disobeys but then it it just drives me insane like i don't like krell just because of that and i'm sure that's why they made it that way yeah krell's a bad person you're not supposed to like him yeah 
That's why he's so cool. Because we all want to be like... It's fine. It's still recording. We all want to be like Krell. I we d- do want to be like Krell. We all want to merge a hundred clones with no problem whatsoever. Krell is the real, real moral standard of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. I think that would be Ahsoka, like canonically. Definitely. Can I think Ahsoka is definitely not Anakin. By far the main character of the Clone Wars. Dude, Anakin. You're made the, to think it's Anakin, but it's Ahsoka. The number I saw in the video. The number of war crimes committed specifically by Anakin. Oh yeah, is very high. Oh yeah, the Republic just the Republic committing war crimes for seven straight minutes or something. Oh, I'm like that. talking specifically Anakin. Oh yeah, like yeah. in season seven opening, like oh, right off the bat. Do you he's remember like, in the? Oh, we surrender. It's yeah, like, false oh my surrender. God, that's not cool. That was a uh, Obi Wan did the same thing on the Battle of Christophsis. Did you watch the Clone Wars movie? I've not watched the Clone Wars. Movie. You should watch. But it. That I supposed was to watch more... it first. That's like you're supposed to watch it like after the first two episodes in terms of the chronological, chronological order. You're supposed to watch if you're watching it in a release order. You watch the movie first. Yeah, that's uh, where we meet Ahsoka. That's you watch it first. Yeah, the clo- the the Clone War movie was Lucas's like foot in the water to see if audiences would respond well to an animated show. Yeah, that style specifically. Yeah, because so, Clone Wars was very successful back in the day. Yeah. The movie was not because people did not like Ahsoka initially. They hated her character. So the movie did not do well. And that was you, that Brandon. That would be me. He hated you her You hated her in that movie. But that's when she's at her youngest. Yeah. That's yeah she's like she's... 14. Yeah. Also, why are we sending 14-year-olds into battle? Because, because they need to learn how to Jedi. kill. The Jedi was well, so messed up, bro. This is why they needed to fall. Oh, God. I forgot you're a Sith. Um. Anyway, what's your next? Well, it's not question? just being a Sith. Yeah, it it's, is. It's recognizing. No, he's a Sith. I am a Sith. That you just pulled the lightsaber. That's it. <laughs> this is over. Well, recognizing that the Jedi are an absolute, regardless of what Master Yoda says. Master Yoda is the like. Master Yoda is like. At that what, point, he is the Jedi. All the Jedi are like supposed to be, and none of them live up to it. Yeah. Qui-Gon, though, I think was a better ideal Jedi than even Yoda. Uh, I think Qui-Gon... Star, I think and Starkiller are the best Jedi. No, no, no. Like, the ideal Jedi. Mm-hmm. Of what a, an, a Jedi ideally should be. To be everything Anakin wanted to be. And being everything Yoda needs a Jedi to be. I think Kit Fisto would fall into this also. Probably. The way we see Confisto act is very, very along the lines of the Jedi, but he's never. But at the same time, he's very war dependent. Confisto? Yes. I don't he, know if I would agree. He's willing. He's willing to shed blood, but he's he, one of those people that he he uses violence as a means to an end, but the, not the end itself. And as a last resort. Yeah. He'd prefer to try to figure out a. A like safer, less violent. In Grievous's violet. lair, he spends the entire episode trying to get out, but his his apprentice is uh, former apprentice. Killed. Former apprentice. Yeah, at the time, former apprentice. Um, his former apprentice is like, uh, trying to go after Grievous, and that's what leads to his downfall, and what makes Kit Fisto be the one that gets away. Kit Fisto was avoiding a fight, but when a fight is necessary, well, I guess he doesn't avoid the fight when he goes up toward uh. Gets right up in Dooku's face in the 
Geonosis. Yeah. He uh, also didn't avoid the fight when he went against Palpatine. Well, that was, I think that was more of kind of the last resort that we were talking about. It was also his last mistake. <laughs> no. Yo. Jeez. <laughs> if was alive. I hope. Canon. Hashtag. We don't see his body in that one frame. Did we talk about who would play him in live action? It does disappear. I think we did, yeah. But I, I think, I think we, we decided. decided it wouldn't matter because there would be too many prosthetics. Because he's dead. I think Keanu Reeves would make a better Allegedly. kit fisto than Reppin. Nah, because you need that immortal face. Well, then why wouldn't you just give him a, a pencil or something? What is wrong? What? John Keanu Luke? Reeves? Doesn't he, like, kill people with pencils and stuff? That, I think you're, no, that's think, Heath Ledger. you're thinking about Jason nope. Bourne. No, nope. <laughs> Jason Bourne is also one of those That's Matt guys. Damon and that's Heath Ledger that kill people with just a pencil. <laughs> Uh, where's his dog bill okay yeah gotta love all those John Wick references that all of our fans are gonna get yeah in our Star Wars podcast alright what's your next question (laughs) so anyway why did John Wick kill all those people because they (laughs) killed his dog and stole his car more importantly no I think it was the dog more importantly it was both equally was the dog (laughs) in the car no, no, they just, what do they, they like they steal mur- the car the they, dog they is in it the left dog. the windows up on a really hot no, day they mur- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he treated his dog yeah. like a poor baby the villains in John Wick are actually very problematic <laughs> just for the record I'm Sith as well oh that's good <laughs> no one was ever questioning that thanks Josiah okay. only a Sith could be as much fun as you oh my god oh my goodness <laughs> Death Mirror yes what awesome do we know planet. about it, bro? Like, oh, I know God. there's like there's witches, there's so, the Brotherhood, like there's just so much about it that I have not figured out, and so I want hold to. Hold up, hold up, don't. This is one of those questions that if you had finished Clone Wars, sounds really stupid. Dathomir is explored fairly extensively in Clone Wars and Rebels and Fallen Order. Watch a playthrough in of Fallen Rebels? Order. We see it enough to play... explain some of the backstory in Rebels. They go to death. Uh, Maul takes Ezra to Dathomir. I don't remember that. I don't remember Maul that takes, either. Maul takes Ezra to Dathomir, um, to because when they when their minds get connected in I think season two, um, there's a piece of that in season four that's still there, and so Ezra seeks out Maul. Him and Ezra go to Dathomir, and they use witch magic to kind of like finalize that, and so Maul figures out. They were both seeking the same. They were both seeking Obi Wan, right? Um, and so they find out that, uh, or Maul finds out that Obi Wan's on Tatooine. Oh God, I don't remember that at all. It's also I... when it's also when Sabine gets the dark because it was in Maul's possession and she takes it. Guys, I don't remember that at all. Oh, I'm about to start rewatching that show along with Bad Batch. Just skip so. season one and most of season two. <laughs> um. So yeah, Dathomir is one that, I mean, it's it's the home of the Zabrak. Is that no. correct? It is the home of a. I don't know if you could qualify them as a subspecies of Zabrak. Okay, so I wasn't but, completely off. No, but there's definitely a. There, there's Zabrak. It, it's at the very least, it's like a, an ethnic group uh, or a subculture, of the larger Zabrak species, and. Dathomir itself is very strong naturally. The planet is with the dark side. 
mm-hmm. which is why most of the Force-using groups, of which there are several, it's not just the Night Sisters. Uh, it's also the Morning Brothers. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, there's uh, with the Night Sisters, though. I thought you said they could artificially give them the dark side mm, of the Force. They can. They, they use magic to. They enhance, use dark side magic. They use dark side magic to enhance their force abilities. So was Maul enhanced in any way by that? No, I don't think so. Mm, I mean, His he wasn't brothers, enhanced; he was just healed. Yeah, but like, are you talking he, about after? Are you in he, season five? Yes, he was healed. So like when he, because he like came they from healed Dathomir. his mind, they fixed his legs, etc. That's true. When he came from Dathomir, he was already force sensitive. He was not enhanced to be force sensitive, the Unlike way that Savage was. Savage was okay. Yeah, Savage is the enhanced force force sensitivity that's through unnatural means. Darth Maul was born force sensitive. Gotcha. That's my understanding, but there are several Force-using groups. The Night Sisters are actually one of the smaller clans. I think. I think they're one of the smaller ones. Yeah, the, they're also the Jedi more and like the Sith a, are a couple of the larger ones. I'm talking specifically <laughs> on Dathomir, <laughs> but they are. They're also one of like the more outcast ones. They're kind of on the fringe of larger Dathomir society because their practices tend to be. Much more, like, taboo. All right, y'all. That's going to be all we have for this week. We can go ahead and cut the conversation short. We will pick it up next week for the final piece of our Beginner's Guide conversation with Brandon. Um, As always, thank you for listening. Yeah. Adios.